Hallo! Jetzt ist es. Welcome to Guest Guest Supernatural! Nein, no, es geht, es geht. Ja, ich habe ein wee Jobby! This is the Scottish episode that we did, the classic episode yeah. of Guest Guest Supernatural, or Supernatural Entertainment System as it's now known. Uh, very exciting because we know all about this stuff. Exactly. We're born on it, raised on it. Beasts on our back step. So, I mean, the people have got a lot to look forward to today's episode. Oh my god, yes. Let's just find out what it is. Hello and welcome to Geshcast Supernatural, Glasgow's spookiest podcast. I'm Gav. I'm Jenny. I am Philip. I'm Chris. This episode, Scottish Beasts, a patriotic episode if there ever was one. Let's get right into it. Geshcast Supernatural, Scottish Beasts. Let's kick off with a bit of extra personal perception. Jerry, how are you? What's been going on? My metachlorines are disappointingly low today. Got a bit of a sniffle, feel a bit nasal, but I'm ready to power through. Jerry, if you need anything during this podcast, you just come and see me, okay? I'll do, Gav. Gavin? Hello, everyone at home. Uh, if everyone knows, obviously, I'm the expert in uh, nerf combat, kissing all night. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave some blood today, and the doctor said that the natural nutrients present in my blood what a goddamn disgrace. Phenomenal. Yeah. Chris, how are you? I'm very well, very well. Um, I did a tarot reading just before the, we started the show. Um, my first card was Strength, which is good. Second card is Wheel of Fortune. Oh. Which is a good show. John Leslie. Um, Boethius. Third uh, card was The Fool, which... Uh, John Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> John Leslie. Strength, strength, The Wheel of Fortune and The Fool. The Fool, yes. Uh, card four was The Hierophant. I don't know what that is. Like card, a hero uh, elephant? I think so, yeah, Hero Fount. Hero Fount, yes, Hero Elephant. It's a good good card, Hero Elephant. Um, card 5 is the Moon, and uh-huh. card 6 is the World. You've got it all? You've got yeah, it. yeah, the World is, the card 6 is the outcome, the World is, is literally mine, so. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. My name, as we said before, is Philip. I'll be guiding you through the rest of the day, I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to consider myself strong, level-headed, and ready to go. Cool, you, yeah, 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 believe that, yeah. I do believe that. Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah, me too. Man. I learned today my animal totem is a zebra. Oh, no way. <laughs> Strong and well hidden in certain areas which are two-toed. Yeah, <laughs> That's like a scag egg or something. <laughs> yeah, they go down well with the specials. My uh, animal totem I found was a zonkey, so very close. Oh, nearly. Yeah, that's, very nearly. That shows a lot about our friendship. Yeah. Shall we kick off into some supernatural news? Is everyone comfortable with yes, that? Let's, yes, let's. Let's join hands and hum. Mm. Are you ready? Supernatural news. Supernatural news. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jerry, what have you got for us this week? Uh, I've, ins- I've inspected a document of note, the Telegraph. Mm. Facts. Reputable rag. Okay. okay. The headline is Man Dies After Opening Pandora's Box. Is that like a, a club? 
They open to Club Pandora's <laughs> or a lady. Minor celebrity dies after opening Lanarkshire <laughs> nightclub. Um, no. Mystery surrounds the death of a man whose heart stopped after he opened, quote, Pandora's box. Holy shit. Jason Airy, 37. Right. Was found unconscious by his parents in his bedroom. Next to him was a box bearing the phrase Pandora's box in red letters. It contained a packet of unopened cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> but no drugs were found in Mr. Airy's system. Oh. Wow. A post-mortem exam found Mr. Aries' heart had stopped, which had caused his organs to fail, but tests were unable to establish. Why? My God. My God. Was I he allergic to looking at weed? Give <laughs> <laughs> that. He's hyper-sensitive. <laughs> what happened to my porn? He said. Um, so yeah, apparently his father... I mean, this is a pretty sad story. Yeah, it's not um, Apparently his father told the inquest that his son had been in a happy mood. He was his normal self, and he was just getting changed before going out. Um, but they went up to his room and he hadn't been hadn't made a noise basically for a while and they found him he was unconscious and she got hold of him his mother got a hold of him and his shirt was clammy his face was blue so apparently he died later on but mystery around this story mm. an empty box bar some drugs yep. a drugs box with Pandora on it he opened it and died hmm Pandora's box that's, fact this <laughs> could warrant some more investigation write that let's down let's dig him up uh-huh. we'll write that down in the back of the book cool Thanks, Phil. Gavin, what news do you, doth you bring? Well, we all know about spontaneous human combustion, don't we? We've all heard the stories, the phenomena, where some people will look quite literally burst into flames and die. One of the worst ways to go, engulfed in flame, and it can happen to any one of you at any time. Think about that. That's true. And we all know also about King Tut, Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun, who died about 3,300 years ago. And pharaohs would die, they'd put them in the sarcophagus, and mm-hmm. they'd be put inside a big pyramid. Essentially. Not all yeah. the time, but most time. That's what happened to young King Tut. Now, they made a few discoveries about how he died recently. And his body was pretty torn up, which they thought was just down to like degradation of the bones. But what turns out is, it looks like he was hit by a chariot. Whoa. Yeah, which is a pretty metal way to die. That is pretty yeah. Yeah. Ripped open his ribs, and his side, of, his side were all, was all torn open. So they had to do quite a hasty... Uh, procedure and an embalming and mm-hmm. all that mummification. Due to this, what they're saying is, when they put him in there, all the gases and stuff were still building up in his body, and they kept building up inside the sarcophagus until the body burst into goddamn flames. Imagine a, a, a pharaoh yeah. burning in, a, in his own pyramid, inside his own pyramid, inside yeah. the sarcophagus with nobody around. That's the most metal thing. Coffin old flames. Yeah. Coffin yeah. old flames. The flames licking off the gold. Yeah. That's the scientific explanation yeah, as to how it that's happened. The, that's the science behind what's this. The, what's, the real, what's the real story? Was it the wrath of the pharaoh himself wrongly shuffled loose from this mortal coil? Was he so raging uh-huh. that he burst into flames? Like had he brought the anger of Ra, the sun god? Perhaps he had harnessed the anger of Ra. <laughs> very possible. All very possible. One to chew over, I think. Mm. Does anyone else have any supernatural news? I have some very exciting news for you. This comes from unexplainedmysteries.com, possibly my new favourite website. (laughs) Is Boy the reincarnation of his grandfather? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Listen on. Okay. A case study of a young boy called Sam has revealed tantalising anecdotal evidence of reincarnation. The concept of reincarnation, the idea that when we die, we're reincarnated as someone else and begin a new life. I ain't going to what reincarnation is, Phil. Look, there are listeners out here who might not know about it. Not all of them are experts like us, Chris. Uh, that's true, that's true. So, in the case of Sam, 
Right, intriguing evidence has come to the surface that he might be his own grandfather. Suspicions were first arrived, aroused sorry, when having his diaper changed at the age of 18 months, he turned to his father and said, when I was your age, I changed your diaper. <laughs> Listen on. A few years later, at the age of four, Sam was shown an old photograph album with pictures of his grandparents. While the pages were being browsed, he suddenly pointed to a picture of his grandfather's first car and said, that's my car. Whoa. To be, Later. to be fair, I would do that in school all the time when a nice car went by. Dags <laughs> <laughs> the car with the pop-up lights. I am Digsy in that. <laughs> Later, he pointed to a photograph of his grandfather when he was just a boy and exclaimed, there I am. The picture contained several boys and there'd be no discernible way Sam could have known which one was his grandfather, having never seen the photograph before. His mother, who was sceptical at this instance, decided to test him. By asking him for anything else he could remember, he stated he answered by stating that bad men had turned his sister into a fish. <laughs> they later found out that his grandfather's sister had been murdered and dumped in a body of water, an event the child could not possibly have known about. Ooh, jeez. Spooktacular. Now, I know you know, Chris, about reincarnation. I know all about it. Uh, do you believe? Uh, I've got to say no. No? I do not believe in reincarnation. If you could reincarnate... Would you come back as human? Um, human yeah, maybe a big bitch and horse. Yeah, they are I could see you as a horse. Yeah, they are majestic. It's pretty beasts. elegant. Proud. Yeah. Proud, yeah. Beautiful, stubborn. Beautiful creatures. Really, really well. Smelly. Yeah. Jerry, what about you? <laughs> human? Well, I don't like smelliness. Mm. <laughs> would you like a human? Would, uh, you, would you reincarnate? No. No? No, one and done. you got to be the Buddha. Yeah. you got to be out. Yeah. yeah, you're assuming I'm going to fuck this up and come back. You got to do it perfectly. That's you. <laughs> Jerry's going for a hundred percent record. Yeah, you're just going to sail through this. Jerry's right. going to be the first person. Well, not the first person, Gav. No, no, no. Probably the second or third. <laughs> and you, Gavin? Do you uh, believe in reincarnation? No, I don't believe necessarily in reincarnation. Reincarnation. I do believe in karma. Uh huh. Oh. And karmic retribution. So I try and live such a clean life. I try not to fuck people over, lest it come back upon me. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new thing for the show. Yeah, really yeah. karmic approach to life. Yeah. I love it. Well, I think that wraps up our news, unless anybody else has anything else. Nope. Some yep. real steachers of stories there from yep. the paranormal sphere. Yeah, true. Okay, <laughs> onwards and upwards. <laughs> so what are we going to be discussing today? Scotland. <laughs> Land of the rolling verdant hills, purple heather, golden whiskey, and dark foul things. <laughs> Gavin Spence. Hello. Tell us your Scottish beast. Okay. What's more lovable to Scottish people than a wee dug? Oh. Scottish people love dugs. They do. From Greyfriars Bobby to Urwelly's wee dug Harry. <laughs> we love them. Those other dugs. And those Someone other dugs. Super Grand's dog. Yep, Super Grand's dog. Wee uh, brown dogs. Wee, wee lovely dogs. Scotty dogs. Scotty dogs, let's not forget. Front of shortbread tins. So that's why I'm happy to introduce you to the Cousid, the black hell dog. <laughs> <laughs> so he's around the size of a small bull and this blackish green hound. A small bull? A small bull, I know. I tried to skim over that part. It's a strange sort of... <laughs> that a large dog? A I know, that's what I thought as well. It's like, a small bull is either... Size of a big dog. No, it's a <laughs> tiny giant. Yeah, bulls are bulls are massive. So you're yeah. talking maybe about the size of a Shetland pony. Yeah, that's pretty. I don't know. 
<laughs> and um, this thing, anyway, socks the moors in the highlands of Scotland, slinking around in the crags, and it's in search of fresh meat. Mm. Attacking ramblers and hikers who do not heed its howls of despair. <laughs> do not heed the countryside code. <laughs> <laughs> Show that gate. <laughs> this thing has howls of despair. Three howls. Uh-huh. And only okay. three howls. And those who hear this thing have got until the third howl to reach safety. If they can't opt that, they're just attacked by the coup said. And they, or they simply die of terror. So two things can happen. They can either be mauled and eaten, or they will just die of just terror. Straight up, fall <laughs> down dead. It's just guaranteed. Guaranteed it's going to get you, unless you're in a... Now, I don't understand how you get to a safe place. Mm-hmm. Like if you get into a wee cottage, like a little... Bothy. A little bothy, and you close the door. Are you safe then? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But it's also said, it's the thing that made me uh, more interested. If any any women who are breastfeeding, as the howls are heard, have until the third to get to safety, otherwise the cool Sid will spirit them away to provide milk for the children of the Fae. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Exactly. So for your deliberation, the cool Sid. Very nice. Thank you very much. Next. Chris? Yeah, I'll go next. Um... My Scottish beast, well, beasts are the blue men of the Minch. Um, now, the, they're also known as storm kelpies. Um, the Minch is a straight of water between northern Scotland, um, the Highlands, and the Isle of Lewis. Not, not the Minch, I was thinking of, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, live in, they live in caves um, round about the Shiant Isle um, in a clan system, and they're ruled by a chieftain with a craft of ten. Um, they're they're blue with uh, long faces and long strong arms and they've got curly green hair and a green beard so but but why the long face (laughs) 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 they are the size of a full grown man which is about two Danny DeVitos Mm -hmm. um, and very strong so they they have strength Um, they swim alongside boats looking for sailors to drown Uh, they're very protective of selkies and violently kill people who are mean or unkind to selkies or any other sea creatures. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite nice. You know, they look is, after their own. What is a selkie? Thanks for asking that, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> a, a selkie is not like a like a sea horse kind of deal. Uh, yeah, it's a sort of. Uh, cool. I think it's basically a seal. Yeah. <laughs> a sexy seal. They're said to churn up the sea. Um, and cause sudden unexpected sort of storms. So basically, they swim so fast they cause storms. So if sailors see one, they're like, even better, they're said to be fallen angels who were not bad enough to go to hell. <laughs> Just <laughs> mediocre. Not, this, this is the thing I, I don't think, get though, they're, they're not bad enough to go to hell yeah. but they just hang about killing folk they're still doing a lot of raw stuff just, just surely it'd be more badass we're not that bad. it'd be more badass to say that you are too evil for hell yeah yes but then that's you can't what, be too evil yeah, that's hell. what they tell people yeah, yeah they probably do I, yeah they wouldn't let me in too evil yeah, too mad too evil um, but they, they, spawned. they also you touching that kelpie <laughs> kelpie <laughs> I'll tell Malbolgia on you <laughs> But what they do, they jump onto the, the deck of the ship mm-hmm. and the captain, the only way that you can escape them is you have to beat them in either a witty conversation and a rhyming manner. This is Monkey Island. <laughs> and, always, and you've got to always keep the last word or recite a bit of good poetry. So basically they leap onto a boat 
like a cross between fucking Wu Tang Clan and the Blue Man Group, <laughs> and have a rap battle. I like it. That's, that's, that's good. basically what. Ship what Captain, they do. we're gonna get served. <laughs> so the, the natural fall of Caledonian Week Bray, which is why only the eldest MCs get to be captains. Uh, they're also they are known to mate with women, that are human women. Um, and they produce children Come with webbed hands and web, webbed feet. Uh. Which is said why uh, they're, they're rich in the bloodline of the Highlands. Oh, okay. So I, I present to you the Blue Men of the Minch. Oofed. The Blue Men of the Minch are Terrified. good, but they're not my favourite Scottish Minch. My favourite, of course, being Minch and Tatties. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> my uh, Scottish ghostie is the Glistig. Um She's got two sides to her personality, depending on which um, Necronomicon you read. She's like a patron saint. She watches <laughs> over those who tend cattle and the cattle themselves. And she's said to look after women who milk cows and the men who tend that cattle. Mm. So as well as this, she also looks out for family homes and those with weak minds. Oh. So if you're near cows or dafties, <laughs> <laughs> you might see her. But how would you recognise her? How would you recognise her? How would you recognise her, Jerry? She comes in three different forms. <laughs> you love a triple change. I love a triple change. <laughs> exactly. One, the beautiful woman. I like uh, to film this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this form, <laughs> she appears as that green maiden clad in emerald robes. Ooh. Nice, sweet. Form two, I call this one the beautiful woman with one minor setback. So the first one, she's beautiful, but she's grey with long golden hair. Mm-hmm. And she always seems to favour like the full-length skirt, you know, the hoof-length skirt. Oh! Oh, oh no. she's half a goat. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. So is it the bottom half that's a goat? Whatever, whatever you want, whatever you don't want. So she got four legs. What's? Nah, just bottom half. It's half and half, like two feet. But that's a valid question. Bottom half, four legs, or bottom half like a like a fawn? Fawn. Yeah, straight up fawn. Which is probably better, actually. Yeah. I mean, in the. This yeah, is, this I is still want to be like, <laughs> putting them on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to be able to say, and she was a biped. <laughs> <laughs> I was alright, she didn't have four legs. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. Form three is the straight up goat. Nice. Like a spider baby. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks like a goat, she's pretty much a goat. She's apparently a green lady, I don't know how this works. Uh, but I've told you about the, you know, her good and at worst strange properties of the glastique. She does have a darker side. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, she's like a patron saint, you know, watching over dairy farmers. This went all sour in the unpronounceable village of Achna Craig in Mull. I like it. The villagers paid her warm milk, which they pour into a stone basin for her to drink. Oh, the warm milk. No, well, that's right. But young boy responsible for pouring the milk, he boiled it up, burnt her mouth. Leap. So she ran away basically, she's like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. And this is poor standards. Uh, so she left those lazy bastards to watch their own cows. Yeah. Yeah. Probably left a scathing, scathing review and TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll not be using this place again. Sub, sub milk. Milk was nice but warm. <laughs> um, so it's not an evil origin story, but our tale tells that she was a noblewoman who once lived in Craith's castle who fell pregnant by her servant and disappeared at the same time as a Lothario butler. Her scandalised family believed that she'd eloped with this man, but one day, many years later, when the castle was being renovated, a mouldering skeleton was found underneath the hearth. It was her man, appeared in. Apparently, her footsteps can still be held in Craith Castle to this day. So, what are her ghostly crimes? She's been known to lure men to their death with song and dancing. When they get near, she drinks their blood. 
these men can't notice the goat legs. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe really, they do. They're just desperate. Yeah, right. maybe they do, and they're just like me, a freak in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> she also throws stones in the path of travellers to lead them off course. That's in the arse. You know, pricks part on the boat. These guys well. don't have Google Maps. So just <laughs> getting about stones in your path. That's you screwed. So how do you defend yourself against the glass steak? She's only five point four devitos tall. So she has to lure you in. Basically, it's on you if you fall for it. We should yeah. probably say at this point that we have adopted the Devito scale uh, for any of our beasts here. One Devito being ninety centimeters. Uh-huh. Only so if they're bipeds, though. Only if they're bipeds. Yeah. Well, hang on, I went for an Imperial Devito. She's <laughs> <laughs> probably near three point something Devitos tall, so I wasn't going to the metric. Uh, she can be insulted into leaving, as we saw. Mm-hmm. Pour her boiling milk. She's off. And as a fairy, obviously we all know this, she can be warded off with iron or salt. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, iron or salt. Just stand up say fairy, yeah, iron or salt, yeah, yeah. So that was the glustig. I like it. Do you know what I like about that? It wasn't, I know she does kill people and stuff and ward them, you know, but it's not, it's not too, not too bad. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have the, a, a nice thing, then again. She's a, she's a pain in the arse, mm-hmm. you know, she's troublesome. Yeah, I like, I like that. She has unfinished business, That's which true. she needs to take care of by just harassing people a wee bit. She needs to take care of that ASAP. She does. Needs to sort herself out. Now I have for each of you, in the spirit of you were just speaking of the spirit, <laughs> as which you were just speaking of ghosts that aren't really that evil. Yeah. Mine isn't that evil. Okay. It is supernatural, however. So, up yours. <laughs> up yours, <laughs> listener. <laughs> I've gone for the Harpist of Inverary Castle. Ooh. Deep in the gem of the west of Scotland, uh-huh. Inverary Castle, chosen as the location of the Christmas episode of Downton Abbey, season three. Oh, yeah, facts. A good Factoid, episode. it was a good episode. <laughs> now, uh, Inverary Castle's haunted by several ghosts. Some of these date back to the previous castle that was on the site, which was then destroyed and rebuilt, wow. and the town of Inverary moved further away from the castle so as not to ruin the beautiful views around the castle for the Duke. Ah. Uh, so in 1644 the Duke of Argyle was driven from Inverary Castle by the Marquis of Montrose oh okay amongst the staff left at Inverary was a young Irish boy employed to play the harp the Marquis's men were so outraged that an Irishman would play the harp for the Duke that they slaughtered the boy left him quartered on the Duke's bed (laughs) (laughs) things were a lot more raw back then yeah they just yeah they just went for it they were really disgusted by it. TripAdvisor uh, review there as well. Yeah. <laughs> again, Just beds. Well, well known for you again. Uh, beds are mess. <laughs> Lad quartered. <Young> quartered, <laughs> quartered boy when I asked him to be cut into threes. <laughs> legend kill, states. Kill, kill free harp. <laughs> exactly, it's just going begging. Uh, legend states that the boy's ghost became deeply attached to the bed. He was, he was thrown on it, yeah. quartered. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? So attached that when the bed was moved from the old castle to the new castle, his spirit came with it. Oh my. Uh, now, fact hunters, most haunted, mm-hmm. have, have been in Inverary Castle. And while they were investigating it, uh, they saw that the bed moved and a chair was flung across the room by no. unseen hands. Many people that step into the room complain of headaches, and others report of being overcome with a feeling of sadness or grief when entering the room, cold spots, and a sense of dread. Wow. Exactly. When a member of the family is about to die in the castle, harp music can be heard coming from the room. The last uh, report of this ghostly phenomenon being when the 10th Duke died in 1949. So still up to 1949 here in this harp. This harp. Uh, The harpist ghost seems particularly fond of the library, his music is often heard in there, and he's blamed for moving books around. 
Son of a bitch. Okay, our visitors to the library have been said to burst into fits of hysterical laughter for no reason. That's the freakiest part of that story. Mm. Mm. I've Come heard on. that he's also quite long-winded. I've heard that he harps on. <laughs> <laughs> I submit to you, the harpist of Inverary Castle, one Marcus of Montrose, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. We've got so all four. It. That is our four beasts of Scotland. Let us retire to the quantum theory booth yep to pontificate the QTB speculate and begin to dilate <laughs> on our decisions finally so we're back from the chamber of secrets and we have deliberated we have a winner now we based our winner on the pentacle system the patented Geshkas pentacle system which is based on murderousness physical strength influence Disgustery and Fear Factor. So let's have a look at these individual categories and we'll see who came up top on each one. Murderousness. The Blue Men of the Minch were the most murdery out of all of our Scottish beasts, uh, primarily because of the amount they murder. <laughs> Sheer <laughs> body count. Yeah, they yeah. boatloads of people, boats at a time. I don't uh, think so. So they are the most murdery. I don't think any motherfucker here can argue with that. No one can. Physical strength. The blue men of the Minch again are the they are the strongest. They can sw- they swim so hard <laughs> that they cause storms that like, sink ships and motherfuckers want to find them. Um, so yeah, they're they're the strongest. Quite influential. The most influential was the Glistig. It can lure men, smart men who should have noticed her goat legs, it can lure them to their <laughs> sexy deaths. Disgustery. Disgustery went to the harpist of Inverary Castle, not only torn limb from limb and left on a bed, but they kept the fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> Fear Factor went to the coup said because its howls of despair could actually cause you to die of T-Roar. So congratulations to Chris the Velvet Glove. Thanks. The well Blue done. Men of the Minch have uh, prevailed. The and best and most real Scottish beast. Absolutely. They have been declared real. So they joined the Jiangxi mm-hmm. and the other one, the <laughs> Ladakh. Uh-huh. Uh, from and the pantheon episode. of beasts. Yeah, the pantheon of phantasmal, which only uh-huh. works alliteratively when you are writing them down. What is real? The, the blue man of the minch is real. The dust is settled. Now it's time for one last element, an integral part of Geshkast Supernatural. Mm-hmm. The fun quiz! Quizmaster Gavin here. Now, you boys have been very good, but are you good enough to win the quiz? Question one. What is a dampier? A, a what, sorry? A dampier. It is... But Bang Philip. Oh, oh, yeah, Philip. To be fair, we didn't go through the rules. <laughs> Say your name first. <laughs> Say your name once. 
and then, then, uh, then you can answer. Philip, I'll go first. Is it an animal vampire? It isn't. Okay. Anyone else? I'll jump in at once. Is it just a vampire? It is not just a vampire. It's just a vampire. Jerry, final, final effort. Is it the technical definition of someone eating black pudding? <laughs> it's not. It's the son of a vampire. Oh. Okay, next, please. Next question. Vampire. Also, this is from the Osborne Guide to the Supernatural. We didn't really set this quiz up that well. Yeah, Osborne Guide to the Supernatural and uh, available page 50, uh, sorry, 65 we're doing the quiz from today. If you're playing along. Yep. Uh, next question. Available on eBay. Probably 60 quid, apparently. Uh. <laughs> Who turned Prince Bjorn of Norway into a bear? Chris. Mm. Chris? Is that a troll? It was not a troll. Philip. Was it Odin? It wasn't Odin. <laughs> Finally, again, Jerry. Jerry's holding back on these questions, I can tell, so he can try to tell wrong answers first. Yeah. Uh, categorise the wrong bass. <laughs> Anything? I cannot think of a Nordic person. Uh, well, it was his stepmom. Bitch! I know. I was going to say Bjork. Why? <laughs> Benny! Sorry, Phil. <laughs> Why were vampires buried with garlic in their mouths? Philip, to stop them coming back? Not to stop them coming back, no. Anyone else? Chris, to piss them off because they hate garlic? Not to piss them off, no. <laughs> That's how I'm going to answer everyone. No. Mm. Jerry, finally. <laughs> um, to stop their hunger? I'm going to give that to you, Jerry. It's to stop them from biting. Okay. Sure. Okay. So Jerry has a first. Have that one. Official point. Congratulations, Jerry. Just going to stroke it. Now, which <laughs> which vampire sits on their victims and suffocates them? Oh, Jerry. Ah. Mm-hmm. Is it the? Oh shit! What is it called? <laughs> is it the Lederk? It's not the Lederk, according to the Osborne Guide to the Supernatural World. Oh. Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> is it Anna Nicole Smith? <laughs> <laughs> is it Philip? Is it John Leslie? It's not John Leslie. <laughs> no, Guys, no, no. you fucking idiots. It's the Vricolacas. <laughs> ah, Get the your axe together. Vricolacas. Finally, last question. <laughs> what is the illness that makes people think they are werewolves? Ooh. The moon sickness. Not the moon sickness, <laughs> and you're stricken from participation. You did not say your name first. Uh, I will give you a clue. Uh, mm-hmm. The clue is it's pretty much the same thing that you would probably say when they were a werewolf. Philip. Yeah. Is it lycanthropy? It is lycanthropy. Oh, yes. Therefore, we have a tie. Excellent. What now, happens now? Now, last time we had a tie, I asked you to think of a number. Uh huh. Yeah. And a supernatural number. A supernatural number, and I would psychically project it to you. Uh huh. What I didn't do that time, I just, tr- you know, you just trusted me. Mm-hmm. Right. What it was, what I will do is I'll write this number down. Mm-hmm. I will then project it to you, and whoever gets closest is the winner. Well, how about, uh huh, instead of a number, yep. If you remember the movie, the blockbuster movie Ghostbusters, uh huh. Peter Venkman carried out a series of trials based on real psychic projection trials in which you used a series of symbols. Yes. Including a box, a star, wavy lines. Mm-hmm. Why not pick one of those? Because the same you have to get the exact thing. All, well, let's go for star, triangle, wavy line, circle. Star. Draw one of them. Rectangle, wavy line. Yeah, look away, look away, look away. Star, triangle, got triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to this bit <laughs> of the pen. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Oh, some, some tough ones there, some, some fake outs. Drop the shoulder. Okay, now I'm going to project this into your minds via the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who are you projecting at first? Philip. Okay. It's a square. You fucked up. Oh, I dropped the ball. Now projected Jerry. Is it squiggly lines? Guys, it's not. It's a star. Uh, Nobody wins the quiz this time. No, I'm not as psychic as I'd like. Turn yourselves. Or maybe you're not as psychic as I'd like. <laughs> I doubt it. That's the end of the quiz then. Nobody won this week. But Let's see what happens next time. Ultimately, the winner is you, the listener. Exactly. Thank you very much for listening and your continued participation in Getcast. Yep. We're going to go out the show with one of our Skype calls that we had in. Indeed. We'd like to thank. Marcus, yep, my who his name left Marcus. Us a ghostly story, which you're all going to hear. If you'd like to leave a ghostly story behind, yep. you can do so how? You can get in touch with us on Skype through Geshcast Supernatural. That's the ID you can leave a voicemail message on. Uh, you can also send us a ghost story mm-hmm. via, uh, you can send us an email, geshcast at gmail.com or at geshcast on Twitter. Uh, please also subscribe and review on iTunes or whatever you know bullshit service you might use other than iTunes. Um, Your help is greatly appreciated. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. Um, spread the word about the show. If you like the show, review it. Tell your friends about it. Tell um, if you're doing a séance, tell the ghost. Yeah, he can uh, tell his friends. He can tell his friends, and he can tell two friends. Exactly, and they will haunt two friends. So, so cheerio! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Here's Marcus to close out the show. Goodbye. Don't tell us what to say goodbye. He's watching the sky. Hello. I have a terrifying tale to tell. I listen regularly to your show. I haven't only been one episode in. And I have a horrible tale that I wish to share with your listeners. I must have been around about 10 or 11. It was one cold and wet and windy night outside. And I kind of was having trouble sleeping, couldn't sleep at all. I was just laying in my bed and I was suddenly drawn to the window. I have no idea why, but I just couldn't get it out of my head. I had to go to that window. So I got up and I had a look out and no one was around. I don't know why I expected anyone to be around, but I just went back and lay in my bed. Must have been 40 minutes past. Still couldn't get this foot out of my head. I had to look out the window. So once more I got up and looked out. And outside the lamppost that was outside my house stood an old man in a sort of trench coat and hat. You know, similar to the type that you see in the 1930s gangster movies from America. I thought that a little strange at the time. I know someone's coming inside my house, but there was a couple of other houses in the street, so I thought maybe he was just going to someone's house. So I went back to my bed. Ten minutes passed. And again, I couldn't get the old man out of my head. And I thought, I'm going to go and see if he's still there. And I looked out, and sure enough, there he was, still standing in the wet and windy weather underneath the lamppost. But this time there was something strange about it. The light from the lamppost had changed colour. Not the normal sort of yellowy orangey hue glow you get from it, it turned to sort of red colour. Hmm, I couldn't shake it out of my head, I was terrified. Back to my bed. 
10, 15 minutes, then they're thinking about it, I had to get up and look again. So once more I went to my window and had a look outside, and there was the man still standing under that lamppost. Only this time, the lamppost colour was green. But this time I jumped from the window, back into my bed, I was absolutely terrified, too scared to call for my parents. At this point it was like 2 o'clock in the morning and I just couldn't sleep. I just thought, it's strange, who is this man standing outside the window? Who is he? Why is he there? I got up and looked out once more out that window, and there he stood, still standing, but this time facing towards my house, not looking up to me. I was just there, couldn't move, frozen, looking out the window. I just saw his head slowly start to move, as if to look towards me. I jumped down from the window's edge, and to my bed where I remained didn't get up the remainder of that night. I never again looked out that window. And about a year later, we moved house. And you know, to this day, I don't think that that was a good spirit. Because the feeling I got certainly a feeling of evil. Thank you for letting me share my story with you. Sweet dreams. <laughs> what an episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, out my swim. <laughs> I'm a donkey. <laughs> You're a parfait. All that Scottish I love stuff. that stuff. It's so funny. Haggis. Hearing about the coup said was fantastic. The blue men of the minch, the, the glass dig, and the harpist of Inverary Castle. Yeah, there was a lot of really good ones in there. Lots of great ones. None better, in fact, than the winner of the ones. The winner was so good, and congratulations on becoming real. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope to see you back next week, and remember, fright, fright the, the beef. beef. We're getting better at it.